Shalom and welcome to A Voice Calling in the Wilderness, a trumpet call, a voice crying out loud for God to those that would hear, so that they would run to him, that they might be warned. We are here sounding the alarm that our time here on earth is short, and that we have no time to waste. Here we will expose the truth, teach the word, discuss the dangers, lies, and enemies we are surrounded by, and how to engage in the war that we are standing in the middle of. Today we're talking with Brian, Aiden, and Grant about current events and what the Bible says about them. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Howdy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So we're getting kind of comfortable with doing this maybe now. Well, uncomfortable, I guess, is what's <laughs> drove us to do this, but we're finding that every day there's more to talk about than than we thought would be possible. And uh, one of the things that I would really like to talk about today is the idea between freedom and compliance. Freedom of choice, really, mm-hmm. right? We're seeing that as being a threat, under threat continuously in our culture today and America and around the world. We see the, the people in Australia having to stand up and fight for their freedom of choice and to not be oppressed by their government. We're seeing the same thing in the UK and we're seeing it across most of Europe and Canada, Canada, oh my word, many nations, right? Mm -hmm. And so there seems to be this trend of removing freedom of choice from people everywhere. Mm -hmm. And if you think about where we came from um, in this current, in this pandemic, really, and we go back to the beginnings of it, we were told a little phrase about the new normal. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, I didn't really comprehend what they were saying, I think, at the time, because I I thought, well, we're going to have this inconvenience for a while and we're going to have to get used to doing things differently. Right. It's not going to be as convenient to do the things that we were doing before and it'll pass and then we'll go back to our lives and we'll have our normal life back again. But I'm going to run through a little list here and I want to. I want to talk about what the new normal really looked like and what it's done for us, right? We had, we started this thing out with, they sent, where I work especially, they sent everybody home. So we were told to go home and stay at home. Yeah. We were told social distance, six feet apart, mm-hmm. right? And the original was two weeks. Right. Well, oh, right. The, the 14 <laughs> days to flatten the curve. Yep. Yeah, 14 yep. days to flatten the curve. Everybody go home, stay away from each other. And this thing will go away, right? Right. Nineteen months later, then we closed. <laughs> then we closed the schools. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we sent all of our children home. So now we have mom and dad and the kids all at home in the house. And no, and when we they tried to educate the kids through the television and through the internet, and it wasn't working very well. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, people will admit that that didn't. That was sort of a bust year, <laughs> no doubt, for education. Yeah. Um, we also saw. You know, businesses closing. If you weren't a vital business, right? Isn't that what they use? The, uh, no, uh, essential. Essential business. Essential, essential workers. If you weren't an essential business or essential worker, we're sending you home. Mm-hmm. And then they said, well, you're going to need to wear masks, right? So people run out to try to buy masks, and pretty soon there's no masks to buy. Right. Then they said, well, if you're not a medical worker or you're not mm-hmm. a medical company, you can't buy the mask. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, a minute, you just told me you had to buy, wear a mask, and mm-hmm. now you're not. Le- you're only letting certain people have the mask. Yeah, those N95s, how which that, I use every that, day for how does spring. That make sense, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. and then we were told you could you, no weddings. If you if you get married, you can't have a wedding with your family. Mm-hmm. If somebody dies, you can't have a funeral with your family. Mm-hmm. So no funerals. We weren't allowed to go to the movies. They shut Hollywood down. They shut the movie theaters down. So no movies, no sports, no NFL, no college, you know, sports or any of that. Or if they did, there was nobody in the stands. Well, yeah, that was interesting to watch. I remember a couple that times, the right? the MLB season. I think they only did like sixty games. I think it was really great when they put the cardboard people in the stands. Oh, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> And they, they had did, the virtual they did that audience. In some church, church live streams too. Oh my word! That's, did they really? That's just yeah. classic. Really? Yep. So that the pastor would have some faces to look oh, at. Oh, good. That's, yeah, I know people put like dolls and stuff. In that's there. just terrifying. <laughs> so then we moved from the mask and the social distancing, and you can't go here and you can't go there, and we can't have this business or this thing open and running. To now, we're we have a vaccine, 
right? So now get a vaccine. That's right. Get the jab. Because it's what's good for everybody. I mean, this is what we're told all the way, right? Mm-hmm. The whole, in every step of this, we're told each one of these things is for the best of, for society. Mm-hmm. Well, people said, uh, some people said, I don't really want to do that, right? And so they said, okay, well, now you have to prove you're vaccinated so you can go back to work. Mm-hmm. You have to prove you're vaccinated so you can come into the store. You have to prove you're vaccinated to go to this movie. You have to prove you're vaccinated to go to a concert or an NFL football game. Then, something something just recently happened to my buddy. He bought tickets to a concert, and like a week before, they sent him an email and said you had to be vaccinated after he bought the tickets. Yeah, and he didn't. He he was like, I'm not going with with no refund. I'm sure with no mm-hmm. refund. Yeah. Right. Yep. So then then now we have domestic flights that are restricting you. If you're not vaccinated, you can't get on the airplane. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you have a million sky miles and you've bought your ticket a year ago, you are not getting on the plane. Yep. We have restrictions based upon this pandemic that are causing food shortages mm-hmm. across the country. Yep. We have other restrictions that aren't really related to this, but they're related to um, what they call global warming, I guess. You know, climate change. You know, you, oh, you, yeah. California is a good <laughs> example. You can't drive a truck. That's older than 2011 into the state of California to get stuff. That's why we have this big problem. It's not that there's a truck driver shortage. It's just they won't have rules that won't let them mm-hmm. go get them stuff. Yep. Yeah. And a truck company is not going to buy a new truck if they have a perfectly good well, truck. So here's the deal. By tw- I can't remember what the date is. At some date in the future, I want to say 2035 or something, there's a, a law that is going in place in California that you have all trucks have to be total electric. Mm-hmm. So why would you buy a new truck now that you can't use in a few years mm-hmm. in that state anyhow? Yeah. Half of what California does in passing laws doesn't make any actual sense. <laughs> right. So, and then now we have a card company that's coming out that that is, it's called a black card, and it measures your carbon footprint. Yes. Now, all of this goes back to... we. A similarity to what China has done in social scoring, SDG so score, it, yeah, whatever it, it is, it's, it's taking the same steps, right? Yeah, right. So it's going to measure measure your carbon use, and so if you go to the grocery store and you buy ten pounds of beef, let's say, that let's goes say. against your carbon footprint. Yeah, because you're buying, and it measures it and tracks it. At some point, you let's say you're driving to work one day and you're halfway to work or home either way mm-hmm. and your car just shuts off. Yep. Because you hit your limit. Yep. Because you hit your limit. No, you walk, walk the rest of the way home. Why else would you need a truck that was made after 2011? Exactly. Yeah. Well, all of them have computer chips that they can control externally from the vehicle now. So it Except li- my 05. And so this credit card, which is the model for what they want all cards to be like. Mm-hmm. Will it limit? Will it will limit your ability to buy, mm-hmm. and it will also be able to track whether you're vaccinated or not. And it won't even let you buy airplane tickets if you're not, or train tickets or bus tickets. Wow, that sounds very familiar. You won't be able to buy or sell. And then, <laughs> right, <laughs> and then if your carbon footprint's already too high for the month, you can't fly. No, you're done. You have to wait till next. So month. all of this falls into a category that is people are becoming aware of now and and that is called a shifting baseline syndrome. Mm-hmm. What that means is is they keep moving the new normal line. Right? The new normal was let's stay 6 feet apart. You know, let the new normal was let's wear a mask. Let's do these things for a couple of weeks. Oh, it didn't work, so we're going to have to move this line. Mm-hmm. Now everybody has to stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not working either, mom and dad. So now we're going to send the kids home out of the schools because even though the kids weren't catching this sickness, mm-hmm. weren't getting sick, weren't spreading it, mm-hmm. we're going to send them home anyhow. Mm-hmm. So they keep moving the line, right? And what happens after a period of time is after you have gone through multiple steps of moving down this path of losing freedom of choice, losing you know, your civil rights in a lot of cases, losing your normal 
activities of life that you're accustomed to, your routines, after you move so far down the road, it's nearly impossible for you to go back and think about what it was like in detail. Mm-hmm. And so as this changes, it is a new normal because you can't remember what the old normal was like in, in great detail. Right. The farther we continue down this road, which we are continuing down this road every day, and it gets crazier and crazier. What I say, 19 months now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it gets crazier every day when we see things happening and we think we're gaining back a little something. But even when we went, you know, supposedly we're in this going back to business and and build, you know, the build na- back better. Well, I feel like that. Yeah, oh. I don't want to say that word. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> don't don't get us started on that because we're going to go beyond Biden if we talk about yeah. that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, right. But no, the, the truth is, is they're trying they're trying to promote the fact that we're in an economic recovery, which anybody that knows anything uh-huh. about economics knows that it's no no kind of recovery at all. Mm-hmm. But businesses are open again that were closed for a year. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely, that's true. People are buying less. We can talk about that separately. But the truth is, is there are things that are open, but it's not what it was before. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So there was no return to normal. Mm-hmm. So we've already seen the line move en- enough in 19 months that when you go back to what appears or should be normal, it's not what it was 19 months ago. You know what this reminded me of? Remember the clock from the the fifties and sixties, the nuclear clock? Like, oh, oh we're this close. We're almost, you know, we're at the eleventh hour, you know, that, uh, ready for clock. nuclear war. Or, or during the, uh, you know, uh, Iraqi freedom, you know, yeah. mission, uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. It was like threat level orange today. It's it's kind of like, well, today you can do this, but you can't do this. But tomorrow we might change the rules. So, question. When they first initialized the two-week thing, do you think they actually believed it, or do you think that was just a, we're telling you two weeks so you don't question us? Well, so the truth is, in order for you to answer that question, there's a ton of speculation. Yeah. There is a lot. So you could go a million directions with that answer. My question would be, does that matter? Mm Mm-hmm. Because what if they thought it was only two weeks yeah. and they continued moving and there's that magical they too, right? Oh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's the elephant in the room always. Who's they? Well, they is the people that have caused all of us to go, okay, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care who, who you name that name is. Well, I think a certain someone who actually had the power to, you know, start pushing some of this stuff forward – either got a lot of misinformation, mistrusted some people, mm-hmm. um, or didn't really understand who was behind these ideas. Because I believe that where we're at now is a result of a certain group of people wanting to push this forward. But the person responsible for making the decisions may not have been aware, or I hope he wasn't aware, of what was behind it, mm-hmm. because if he was aware, then we shouldn't elect him in for in three years. Yeah. Well, so here here's the deal: the truth is that anybody who gains power, right, and and really we that's what we're talking about. Over the past nineteen months, we've transferred our power of choice to someone else. Mm-hmm. Anybody that gains power rarely ever relinquishes that power. I mean, that's almost a given. So perhaps he never really had the power we thought he did. Well, and and really, I I see this meme a lot that where you have a guy that's standing in front of a thousand people with a bullwhip cracking the whip and they're all bowing down to him. Then somebody stands up and he's still cracking the whip and then several stand up. And he cracks the whip and then everybody stands up and now he's bowing down. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it's about, right? Mm -hmm. It's about just somebody and then some bodies deciding that they're not going to be oppressed anymore. Mm -hmm. And so where we're at now is we're seeing a divide 
of people who value freedom of choice greatly. And in the last couple of weeks, we've seen people become very vocal about it. We've seen some Hollywood people and some musicians stand up and, and talk against this. And in our culture, immediately what happened was is they were canceled by the other side, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think we talked a little bit about Nicki Minaj last time. And so they've pretty much destroyed her now um, because she had the gall to stand up and say what you're doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One person's easy to destroy, right? Mm -hmm. And one and in one person, and let's be honest, in our culture, they're kind of important. But historically, entertainers have had very little political or economic power in the world, right? Mm -hmm. They've, you know, you go back to the 11th, 12th century, and they were called fools. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, they were. I mean, Shakespeare was probably one of the greatest actors and, and writers of all time, and he was dirt poor most of his life. Mm -hmm. the, we've elevated these people to a position where they really they have no business being in for one, really. But when you take somebody who – a group of people who are, I would say, linchpins to important industry, like we saw this week with the airline pilots with uh, Southwest – and I knew that was going to be a big deal because if you're if you're old enough to remember when the airline pilots and and the uh, air traffic controllers threatened to strike when Reagan was in office, he mm -hmm. forced them back to work because mm -hmm. he knew how important they were to the country, mm. how important they were to travel and you know carrying goods and cargo across the nation. So when this week, when Southwest Airlines, a third of their pilots said we're not doing it, mm -hmm. I was like, that'll have an impact. Yeah. And then we saw American pilots stand up and do the same thing. I'm glad that it got so pronounced that it could not be ignored by the country. Yeah, Because that... the media has a, a very good way of bypassing what's going on and not telling people what's happening. And they tried lying about it at first. They tried going along with Southwest story that, you know, it was Southwest management uh, mismanaged this situation, you know. Mm -hmm. But it got to the point where it was too big to mm -hmm. hide. Mm -hmm. the, the scripture does tell us that the uh, truth, the lies will be exposed. And that's exactly what happened this time. Mm -hmm. And the people, the, the right people in the right position that had the influence to make things happen stood up. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just like we saw and there's there very well could be consequences for people when they do that, right? Right. And you know, that that's something that we can even go back and look in the old testament and see, you know, where uh Shadrach, Meshach and Bendigo, they stood up. Mm -hmm. And the consequence was they were thrown in the fire and Christ, you know, and God protected them, right? And so they come out, what was the result of that protection? The, an entire kingdom said, whoa, yeah. that's the God. Yeah. Well, they, that's note, all throughout yeah. Daniel, too. I mean, in the, you know. Right. And so where are we at in this world now? Is it time for believers mm -hmm. to stand up just like those guys did? And if there's a consequence, take the consequence. Mm -hmm. I mean. This is what I've been saying. You know, when men of integrity stand. They may they may get taken down, but if they stand, others will be influenced mm -hmm. by it. Yes, I think one of the, and you're right, and I think one of the things that people have been a little bit afraid of is being alone and standing. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. You don't want to be the first. Nobody wants to be the first one to do it. Well, yeah, <laughs> right, because you get thrown into a lion's den. Exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, that, that's probably why South the Southwest situation was able to get so big. Um, I was going to say earlier as a side note, it's a little bit of a sweet justice that mm -hmm. they used the union they're a part of yeah. to fight this when it's the unions right now that are trying to shove the vaccines down yeah. our throat. <laughs> but it's always the same answer for when man tries to do something, it's power in numbers. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so enough numbers made the decision to, to unite and stand at a common ground and when they did that, they were able to enact change. And that's what the elite is always afraid of. If if people can stand together, and rally then, together, yeah. then they have the the elite have no power. 
Right. And that's one of the things that I really wish that believers would understand is their power in their numbers. Because we have, we're on the conservative side of this coin, we have many times more purchasing power mm-hmm. than than the left. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is, is we typically have higher paying careers. Mm-hmm. And we we have the money to go to the movies and go to the baseball and football games and to buy the new cars and do the, a lot more. I mean, I don't know very many liberals that are buying a hundred thousand dollar Dodge Rams. Right. They might buy the $25,000 Prius. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I mean, if they're especially uh, connected, like uh, some of our politicians, they might buy, you know, the $50,000 Tesla. Mm-hmm. Right. But still, it takes two of those to buy a Dodge Ram. Right. So, I mean, you can look all throughout the, the spending culture and see where the money's coming from. And tip, it's always been from the working class, and the working class has always been typically conservative. Mm-hmm. Even though the Democrats somewhere along the line, what, 80 years ago, 90 years ago, created this vote blue. Mm-hmm. Always vote the party line, vote blue. And so the working class was the blue class. And so they got that. And now, I mean, you still have some old generational guys that have absolutely no values with the left, mm-hmm. but they vote blue because that's what their father did. That's what their grandfather did. Mm-hmm. It's right. like a team thing. So that's where, and I think this is one of the places that the church has fallen down a little bit, is they need to stop looking at worldly ideologies. We all need to stop looking at worldly ideology and start voting what our conscience and our faith says. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So if we enacted, if we acted upon our faith that said, you know, one, I can support nothing that benefits, supports, or profits from the murder of unborn children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't, be a lot you can't of businesses, vote Democrat. There yeah, be, exactly. But there will be a lot of business to go out of business oh, that's like, true. within a week. Mm-hmm. Right? We, could, we could fix the country if we got a, if we Just that principle if we alone. picked up our moral backbone yeah. and returned to God. And that's exactly what I, I think we need to do is if we don't find our moral backbone, if we don't find, if we don't, self-identify quickly that we are members of family of God and we want to do what he wants and we want to live the way that he's told us we should live, then we're, we have to just decide we're either going to surrender and we're never going to have our lives back in any way, shape or form than what it was before. Mm-hmm. Or we are willing to make some sacrifices because Christ said that, you will have trouble if you follow me. So yeah. in America, we've been very good at trying to avoid any kind of discomfort and mm-hmm. be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Well, we're probably the only people on the planet in all of history that's ever been anywhere thinking that they could do that. See, that's the key right, right there is that um, there will be suffering if we stand for our faith. Yes. Because yeah. we've we've allowed a culture to take hold where they will now attack us, maybe even physically attack us, maybe mm-hmm. even throw bricks at us and, and the, you know, and kill us in the streets mm-hmm. um, if we identify as Christ followers, mm-hmm. if we stand for what's right. And being Christ-like is not to go and fight back. Being Christ-like is to turn your cheek, to, to love them, to bear your cross, and let the sacrifice do something where God can use that to to have spiritual influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's not a ton of sacrifice involved. We're really talking about maybe some inconveniences and maybe doing it without some things that you don't absolutely have to have to live, yep. but you want, right? right. But yeah. we're so used to mm-hmm. a life up until this point where we've basically wanted for nothing. So here's the deal. You could decide that you're going to sacrifice some of those wants and desires temporarily in order to to create change back to a moral center that is based upon the tenements of the Bible and Jesus Christ and deal with the suffering for a period of time. And I hate to use the word suffering because it's really not a suffering. Yeah. It's just you're not going to get everything you want. Mm-hmm. Or 
you can let this whole thing ride out and they're going to take everything from you they can take. Mm-hmm. So the then truth you're truly is, gonna suffer. eventually you won't have those little things that you could have given up and fixed the system, plus a whole bunch of other things they're going to decide that you don't need. And again, we're talking about this they, and I can't identify who they is, but I can tell you that any entity that you give this much power to is never going to get take, give it back. No, they won't. Nope. It's not happening. And, but I'll tell and you, they though, do not have our best interest at heart. Oh no, 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 no. they have the <laughs> their interest. Their only interest is to get more power. Exactly. Yeah. But I'll tell you, Control. though, if you do give that, give those things away, and and go through that time of inconvenience, I bet you, God will still bless you. Absolutely, mm-hmm. because it's you're giving it. that. It's almost like you're giving it to God. You know, and, and being I, like, and, and he's guess, always working behind the scenes. But it, you also have to trust that that blessing may not come in the oh, way 100%. that you may think it should or 100%. want it to, and it may not even come in this life. Mm-hmm. Um, but Christ said, "Store up your treasures in heaven." In heaven, and not here. Yeah, and it's time for us to start practicing our faith. Yeah, not just talking about it. Right? Stop saying we're religious and actually practice exactly. Right. And so I ask people this all the time. I said, so you're still buying Starbucks and you're a Christian. I said, I don't know how that works. I mean, you look at, there's a lot of companies like Starbucks, right? Oh, yeah. And they all support, some of them, they give millions of dollars a year mm-hmm. to promote the the agendas in the schools that we try to fight against. Mm-hmm. You do realize if you didn't buy the seven dollar coffee, they couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you a, a more uh, a more um, hitting at home example. Um, we have a a friend who actually he works on our tech stuff here, our projection for our our thing. You know, he's the one that helped us set it up. He fixes all the, any problems we have. Um, he's not a Christian. Um, but he's a really cool guy. We we love on him, and hopefully one day he'll become a Christian. You know, um, mm-hmm. but he had a friend during the election campaign who set up a website to sell Trump merchandise. Mm-hmm. This friend is a liberal. This friend put a disclaimer on the site saying all proceeds will go, or fifty percent of the proceeds will go to the Democratic National Convention. Nobody reads the small print. He made enough money to buy a second home. <laughs> Isn't that something? Holy cow. Yep. That was Trump merchandise that he was selling for the Democrats. Well, and it's just like we have organizations that do fundraising campaigns. They're nationally known charities that do fundraising campaigns at nearly every employer in America. And a ton of their proceeds go to the uh, abortion clinics, Mm. Planned Parenthood. It's like... You, and you can tell people this left and right, and they don't really care. No, they just continue. And I'm like, but how, you sit in church on Sunday. I know. I don't understand that. How do you reconcile that in your mind? A good exa- Another good example is, you know, a few years ago, Target tried to do uh, gender-neutral bathrooms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. That lasted, what, like a hot five minutes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. people— you bring that up and, you know, what just recently happened with Luton County. Oh, my word. Yeah. Oh, but I saw I'm that, thinking, yeah. You know, you don't have a target, right? Conservatives stopped shopping there. Yeah. It took like what? It was less than two weeks, and they were like, "Okay, that's over." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't talk I mean, about it. They anymore. they were losing hundreds of millions of dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Well, now you don't have that um, that majority right stepping up when you hear something. They're just like, "Oh, well, it's just another thing," and they're so, going to call me a racist. You know, if I if I stand up and say something. Is this a good time to come in with our sponsor, a Black Rifle Coffee Company? Yeah. <laughs> I wish. That would be nice if they were That would be amazing. Not a sponsor, but we are open. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we would love to talk about you on air. <laughs> so uh, that goes back to that shifting baseline syndrome, right? Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're to the point where we're used to being quiet about it, mm. or we've been beaten down with the racist and the... KKK and all these things so many times mm-hmm. that we just accept it now. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm not allowed to talk about that. I got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? I think a lot of it, uh, one thing I've noticed too is a lot of people become so desensitized they don't even see it. 
they, just for an example, my wife was shopping on, um, was it Forever 21, I think, you know, because she got a gift card, so she's shopping. And she's like, if I see one more transgender person on this, I'm not going to shop here anymore. I'm done. And sure enough, she found another one that was dressed, cross-dressed, and she's like, that's it for me. I've, you know, I'm taking a stand with this and I'm not shopping here anymore, even though I like, I used to love, I love their stuff. Yeah. But see, a, I think a lot of people are becoming so desensitized. They don't, they don't even see it. Well, they, they almost turn a blind eye. It's just like, like well, oh, well, if I don't know that I can do this, oh, you know, well, it is what it is. <laughs> well, that's, that's a choice of ignorance, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a company that recently, um, uh, did a big ad in in Britain, and it was they put a little boy in a dress with you know lipstick and makeup and all that stuff, you know. And it's just like this is this is becoming prominent now. This is what they're trying to shove down your face. Yep, this is yeah. the new normal. And, and tell me how yeah. that's not child abuse. Oh, and you, oh, you, you want to know how they're trying to um, trying to influence men in the culture now? Uh, well, at least. Um, unchristian men, or at least you shouldn't be a Christian if you're looking at this stuff. But the Daily Wire report uh, wrote an article that, um, for the first time ever, on the cover of Playboy magazine, oh, which is geez. for men, they put a gay man. Oh. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is how this is how much they're trying to push the agenda to break down what is morally acceptable. Exactly. Yeah, and. That's a venue where not not a lot of Christian men are going to go. Well, I want to go fight against that. Yeah, not well, openly, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, they shouldn't know about it unless well, well, unless they read a news article. Exactly. You know, but, but I think yeah, it goes, I saw that news article. I yeah. think it goes to just how logic is being bent so much, and just well, logic logic isn't taught anymore. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the, here's the truth. You know, we we talked about this on. On a previous podcast, but there's a high percentage of men in the church that admit that they they view pornography. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're already committing a sin in against what you believe, right? Mm-hmm. And then they add this new twist to it. Again, that line is shifting. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're watching them change the demarcation of the line that you're willing to cross. And we talked about on another previous show how these days at the end are going to be as they were in the days of Noah, which were just wrought with sexual, um, you know, what is it? Uh, Deviance. Yeah, sexual deviance and, you know, just craziness that you can't even imagine, right? Mm-hmm. And then violence on top of it. Well, we're seeing violence on this mm-hmm. an enormous rise. We just had a uh, politician in United Kingdom murdered yesterday. Someone walked up and stabbed him to death. Oh my word! Yeah. And so you, and we're seeing incredible violence in Australia, and we're seeing incredible violence all around the world right now. Mm-hmm. People are standing up and trying to fight against. This approach oppression, mm-hmm. and there's insane levels of violence just in our country that seem sort of random if you look at them like as a one-off, right? Mm-hmm. I, I saw a tragic story this last week of a police officer. His very first shift, a guy walked up to him and shot him in the yep. head and killed him. I heard. I in read the that. first couple hours of a shift. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was his first day on the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just incredibly bad. I mean, left a, a wife and I think a young a young a young child behind. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, how much? Did you hear any outrage over that? Or I yeah, mean, no, I didn't even see it in the news. We are like well, you it said, depends on what news you're looking at. Yeah, oh, no, I, yeah. I didn't see it. I mean, it's we are <laughs> incredibly desensitized. To the violence, how many how many people would you think are going to get murdered in Chicago this weekend? Oh, at least its average is like 38, 45. Wow! And how many people are having prayer vigil over that? How many people are truly appalled by that? Yeah, it's, again, well, desensitized. Hundred and some million people in America that are claiming oh. to be Christian, right? Yep. That much death that should be just appalling to us, dude. No doubt. And we're talking kids getting shot through, you know, houses. You know, oh, yeah. and that's. Yeah. I used to have like the local news app, and I I tell you, almost every night yeah. it was a 
there's been a shooting. There's been a shooting, mostly down south, but it's like, oh my gosh. Well, like, it was like a just, I, I was just, I picked up my phone and was just like, I'm probably going to see this tonight, you know? So it could be a couple things, um, you know, the, the issue with the church. It could be that, um, that not as many people are actually Christians as they claim to be, um, which is it seems like that's likely to be the case. I'm you know, pretty sure that's written uh, in that last book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, but there, there's this, uh, there's this um, thing that Gary talks about uh, every once in a while, and he says, you know, that the church needs to be a marching army, not a milling multitude. Yep. And the whole premise is that uh, it's based on a study, and that was done in a city. A city had um, ten churches of a hundred people, and there was a church of a thousand. And the church of a thousand people had more influence over that entire city than all of those other churches. Same amount of people between the two, but the one church where everybody was together, mm-hmm. focusing on on the same goals, mm-hmm. um, had far greater influence, like like exponential influence. That's awesome. And so, if you look at the nation, and you look at the churches, we're all just like milling multitude, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. churches all over the place. 100 people here, 1,000 people there, anywhere in between, and then you've got a couple of mega churches or whatever, right? Um, if the nation of Christians came together with one goal of let's pray against abortion, let's get on our knees, repent for our nation, let's oh. do all these things um, yeah, that I... we should be doing and we do it together with one heart— that will have great influence than a few people at the church down down the street getting on their knees praying, you know, in the morning. Yeah. Um, when the rest of the churches in the area, you don't know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to get past the barrier of the churches being more concerned about having people in the seats than people in heaven. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's the problem that we live right. with right now because not everybody is going to be as willing as our pastor to stand up there and preach a message that is convicting. Yeah. Right. And our pastor will get up there and is like, I don't care if you come to my church or you come to some, go to some other church, as long as you're going to some, a Bible Bible preaching yeah. church, mm-hmm. um, you need to be doing something. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not saying that we need to have this idea of false ecumenicism, but you've got a lot of churches that won't partner with other churches because they're, they're afraid too, they're, they're going to lose people to right. another church. Or they're too divided about stuff they shouldn't be divided about. Right, exactly. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and quite honestly, a lot of it's economics, right? Yeah. You know, if I need X seats filled so I can pay for all the things I need to pay for. You turn it into a business plan. And that's exactly what's happened. It really has. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there are a lot of churches that are guilty of that. Mm-hmm. And those churches, you can tell the difference. Yeah. Because they're they're not very active and they don't have very convicting messages. People go there and they feel good and it's a nice club to be along to. Mm-hmm. And I get to go home and feel good about who I am and how I'm living my life. Well, it reminds me of a business who's trying to walk on eggshells to please everyone. And exactly that's right. That's exactly what. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So we have to get over that. And that's yeah. that's a sickness within the church. Mm-hmm. We have to get over that. We have to acknowledge the fact that you may lose 50% of the people. Mm-hmm. But you, but guess what happens? That other 50% you have, those people have incredible power. Ooh, yeah. You know, every once in a while, God trims the branches mm-hmm. so that Prunes new— the bushes. Exactly. So that new branches and new fruit can grow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we definitely need to reclaim our birthright and acknowledge who we are. Mm-hmm. And, and begin to move. And we could do incredible things with this nation. We could turn this thing around. We could re- regain the control and power that the people have had over their nation for the last couple hundred years. But it's we, going to take a little bit of grit. It's going to take a little bit of willingness to put down some of the things that we've become accustomed to as luxuries, I'd call it, in our lives, mm-hmm. and sacrifice some comfort and luxury in order to gain back the world. Yeah. Now, assuming that it's not the time of the end, because if it is, then no, that's not possible. Um, but assuming it's not, just for the sake of argument, that is true, but that has to come with a mindset that this is not going to be like, a, oh, for a couple of months I don't have to uh, no, it's buy, that, take, buy that extra kit, you know, extra 
thing. Well, then, because we're putting know, our our trust in that. This is going to take year. This is going to take sacrifice for a period of time that we may not ever get it back. Yeah, oh. our, our generation may have to sacrifice, like our you know our forefathers before us had to sacrifice. Right. So it, yeah, and and I would liken it to saying, okay, if you give up ice cream for the next five years, Ben and Jerry's. All ice cream. You cannot have any ice cream the rest of your life. Man, that's that's the, one the next, of my top three. It, it, for the next five years, you can't touch ice cream. But after that, you're going to have your freedom back. Mm. I'd say yes, please. And, or could you walk away from that? I could or walk maybe away from that. you pick what it is, right? And maybe, so, it's, so, maybe it's coffee. So you can't have coffee for five years. That, that's, that's a, a hard That's one. a fundamental question. I... And you're asking something that seems reasonable. What if it's asked, like, hey, for the next five years, give up your iPhone. Exactly. Give up any phone that supports, you know, major, you know, yep. any major corporation. Then you're hitting at the heart of something. Most people are so attached to what they love mm-hmm. that, right. like, when they say, oh, you may not even be able to make a phone call for the next five years. Then suddenly it's like, well, you know. you got to have a phone. I'll give that up for coffee as long as I have my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, the reality is, is, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have these phones. No, exactly. But now we've gotten to a point where something like that, there are a few things in our lives where something like that is so ingrained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like say, oh, you can't access the internet for the next five years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you totally disconnect from what we understand society to be at this moment in time. Yeah. So you're saying that they shifted the baseline on this at some point and we didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We embraced it. Right. We asked for it. Exactly. Well, because so we that's, wanted that's, convenience. So there's... Al, there. Al Gore invented it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You remember that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, so that is really where we're at now, right? Not only is... The, the baseline being shifted on us, mm-hmm. we're asking for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, I want the new uh, one. The thing, the yeah. thing that we would normally go, you know, stand back and be a little bit appalled by, or you know, uh, flinch at. Right mm-hmm. now, we're going, no, 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 give me more of that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's crazy. We should be like, wait a second. But 10 years ago, I could do all these things, right? I could go to the airport, get on an airplane. I didn't have to have somebody grab my crotch. But now, that we, we just are okay with that. You know, they're, they're, you're, you're standing in line and some guy's molesting your wife in front of you and you're good with it? Yeah. Wait, this is happening? Have you not flown? Uh, I haven't flown in TSA, man. I haven't flown commercial in like they're going to touch every part of your body (laughs) just so you know. Oh, you're talking about going through there. Oh, I see what you. I thought you meant like a guy, random guy standing in line, just like Uh, (laughs) (laughs) tell me. Tell me the difference between a random guy and a TSA agent. Not much, except for a badge. Or they put you in that machine where they could see everything. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's true. They're right. I was going to go there next. So, not only do you get to be touched. But you go in a machine that strips you naked mm-hmm. for people to look at you. Yeah. Hmm. And you can't opt out of either. You only no. opt out of one or the other. No, you, no, you can't opt out of any of them now. I really, no way. Now you have to go through the scanners the, too? The scanner yeah, they is, pick is you. part of the line. <gasps> if no. they, oh, is it everyone now? You go through that line and it's the, you go through the scanner to get to the other side. Because I've in the past when we've flown yeah. internationally, we've said, can I, I want to go, you know, be well, pat down I, and stand. You can request some, to, some to be request. Some airports may be different. Okay, okay. But I've flown quite a bit and several of the airports that I've been through, yeah. it was just... You walk, take shoes and stuff up, put on the belt, yeah. and go through the scanner. There's no going around it. Wow. Oh, I thought you were able to request that you be patted down. Yeah, because some people... No, no, they'll do that for free now. You don't have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to make a it's comment about of, this, but I really the shouldn't. There's a, there's a Christmas meme me that had a guy with a mistletoe and it had a TSA agent like this. And, says, and somebody was like, oh, this is getting way too out of hand. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though? When 10, 15... I don't know. It was probably it was after, now. Yeah. I'm getting old, so twenty like, years my, ago because it was after yeah, o, you know, after nine eleven, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. So prior to two thousand, mm-hmm. 
Oh, flying was awesome. I, there I flew was to Rome. No it was awesome. That no planet would have said we're going to do that. We all walked right up to the gate with our friends and waved them goodbye. Yeah, but now you can't, we can't, oh, you can't do that. No yeah. way, man. Not now. Oh yeah, I mean, you remember there even had movies. I think back a while back where it was a thing to go to the airports to to kiss your girl. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, because it was all the goodbye kisses, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make make sure she didn't oh. leave on that plane, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Marry you go, me. You can go all the way to the gate. But now, you could get on the plane. Could, he, yeah. Remember the wedding singer? <laughs> yeah, the wedding singer, yeah. But uh, you Billy know what I'm saying? Don't... We have allowed these lines to shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've accepted it, and we've in, basically adopted it and incorporated it as part of the reality of our life. Yeah, which is sad. We were told, just like the two weeks to get flattened the curve, we were told all the TSA stuff after 9-11 mm-hmm. was temporary. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been temporary. It's gotten more strict. Yeah, that's what I was. Oh no, gonna it, get to. But it wasn't gonna be temporary though, because they passed a law about it. They passed the Patriot Act, and that that's but what the some, Patriot Act was supposed to be temporary as well. But it, that but you knew that they were never. I mean, anybody with a brain knew that that was never gonna go away. Anytime you until sacri- we pulled out of Afghanistan, and, now we can sunset Anytime you sacrifice it, right? freedom for <laughs> safety, you give up your freedom forever. Oh, you yeah. got to say that again. Say that again. Yeah, Anytime you sacrifice freedom for safety, you give up your freedom forever. And mm-hmm. it's always fear-driven. Mm-hmm. And we just did it in the year 2020. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was no, just no, no, about no. to link those well, two no, things. No. We're yeah. doing it now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's still ongoing, it's still... but it started in 2020. 2020. And, and not only are we doing it, our fellow citizens are demanding we comply. comply. Yeah, because they they're so afraid that they're going to lose their life Fear. to a germ. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least terrorists were actual people. That is killing people. less than 1% of the people. Exactly. Don't tell them that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You, you mean the numbers that the CDC buries? Yeah. Boy, they were changing their numbers. <laughs> Just do some math. You, you, you've been told how many people supposedly have died, and I don't care if you take that number to heart. Do the math against the number of people that are alive. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or who died from the flu. No, no, no. I don't know. Don't take any of that into consideration. Take the, the full number that they say mm-hmm. have died, do the math against the people living, and give me that number. Exactly. And stop being afraid of this. I know. We're all going to die. And as a believer, it's incredible to me that you would be so afraid of something that attacks this body See, when we believe we're only passing through here. It's yeah. temporary. Too many people get comfortable living in this life. Well, we have our feet firmly planted in the world, and exactly. the Word tells us there's some bad stuff if that happens. Mm-hmm. If you're rooted in this world, you can't serve two masters. Mm. Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. We're either going to be in love with this world— and do absolutely everything they say and, you know, be angry at people that won't do what they're, you know, supposed to do mm-hmm. because the world says this is what you do. Or we're going to be in love with God and we're going to follow God's rules. Yeah. And to all those people out there that says, well, God tells you that you're supposed to obey your authorities. Well, guess what? In the United States, I am the authority mm-hmm. because I am a U.S. citizen and the Constitution says that the citizens of the United States are the king of this nation. Mm-hmm. That those people that sit in Washington, D.C. are not my authority. They are my representative. Yep. And when they do not represent the will of the people, they are breaking the law. Mm-hmm. And just because they're trying to shred the Constitution right now doesn't mean it has gone away. Exactly. They have That's not right. overthrown the system completely yet. So we have got to get it straight in our heads who the authority is. Mm-hmm. The people are the authority. Mm-hmm. All those other people out there that are pretending to be authorities really work for us. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that as a people. And the other thing, too, is that in some laws, God's laws are higher than man's laws. Mm-hmm. And if you now you can't maybe argue that for wearing a mask. Maybe you could if you want to talk about like how you're breathing in bacteria and maybe causing yourself pneumonia or whatever. But when it comes to putting some a substance in my body that I don't know what it is, that I question if it's actually good for me and harming God's temple, mm-hmm. mm. then that is where obeying God's law is more important than obeying man's law even if it means I end up in jail or 
worse. If it mm-hmm. contradicts the word and God's law, then you can't do it. Yeah, and, and I don't want anybody to think that we are trying to tell you you can't do what you want to do because if you feel like you need to get the vaccine or you need to wear a mask or you need to live in your house and not go outdoors anymore, then mm-hmm. I think you do should it. have the right to do that. Yeah. yeah, that's just it. And you you have to act your conscience with God. You have to. Absolutely. It, and it's you know a what? decision between you and God. God mm-hmm. And I firmly believe that God can tell one person that they should get the vaccine and the other person that they should not. I see no contradiction there. Mm-hmm. I hope they that he's not telling them to get the Moderna vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? God can tell them to get, you know, shoot poison into their arm well, that's and the, have zero effect That is true. Yeah. And, that's the, what and the Bible does talk about that, too, um, where, you know, uh, with the snake bites. And the snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, right. how, how they'll be, you, you know, you'll, you'll ingest poison and it will harm you none. Mm-hmm. You right. know, so there God are can, circumstances yeah. so where God will you should protect. Work, you should act in your faith. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And not try to tell other people that they're wrong for not acting in their faith. Mm. Right, exactly. That's legalism. Well, and we when we talked about that again, you know, there's different people believe different things, just like what food you can eat and what you can't eat, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's a decision that you should be making with between you and God. Yeah. Yeah. And not forcing anyone right. else to do that. Right. And that's and that's where my passion behind this comes from, um, is that I'm used to the fact that I have a liberty to choose under the law of the land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that liberty is being spit on and they're trying to do away with it. Yeah, we we, we have to stand up for our constitutional rights and the right to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to retain our freedom of choice in these matters or... We have given up everything. There's nothing left for us to hang on to. Or one day we won't be able to choose to go down to the the building down the street and gather as a people of God to mm-hmm. worship. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you may not be able to choose to have children. You may, we they may say, well, we need in the month of April we can't have any more children, so nobody can have children right now, mm-hmm. like China did. Mm-hmm. Right. And then China was. Um, having a labor shortage. Yep. So they actually had to mandate that people had more children. Yeah. So we don't want to give any entity the power that they seek like that, because if they can start to tell you when you can do what and in every aspect of your life, where does it never stop? stop. Where do you, you know, they'll do it with everything. So the difference between Satan's tactics and God's um, tactics, Satan will always seek to control. Yeah. God will always give you a choice. Yep. Right. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And I think that frustrates a lot of people, right? Because you see people and you're going, ah, why are you making that choice? I don't understand you. But you have to go, you got to let them make their choice. Yep. Now, God doesn't say nothing, there won't be consequences. There's yeah. nothing wrong with inf- giving people information. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to inform people. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't want anybody to take what we say here and as the only way to view things. I want you to to be able to hear what we have to say, and then go do some your own research, learn, mm-hmm. get educated. Oh my goodness, the greatest thing that we can do in this world right now is get educated. Just mm-hmm. don't Google what you're trying to look <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah, I said education, to, not indoctrination. An alternative search engine that'll actually show you some results. Don't go to Fox News just because you think it's safe. Yeah, you should. And college go. too. Don't take everything you hear from college. But be careful what you click on on the internet so you don't get a virus. Yeah. So now we just. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, oh my that's goodness. Good. We need a do do <laughs> so, so now we've made it. Almost impossible for people to get information. Actually, not true. Just honestly, it takes a lot of sources. You have to look at things from every angle. You have to find opposing opinions. Mm-hmm. And then look you, at both sides. You have to do what the Bible tells us to be discerning. Mm-hmm. And and then guess what? You take all this information in and then you go to God and you pray about it. Mm-hmm. And you will get the answer. You will. Mm-hmm. We used to be able to trust journalists to tell us, you know, what was going on in the world. Now we have to be the journalists. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sixty minutes. That's mm-hmm. what we're at. 
You have to cut this part out. <laughs> I didn't understand that. That Six? was good. I think we need a, count, a timer. I'll get one. We're down to one minute. Yeah. <laughs> T minus one. Minute. Okay, so we'll just do some wrap up then. So where does that leave us, guys? So we know that the the sand is shifting. We know the line is shifting, right? And the sand's running out of the hourglass for us to do anything about it. Because there is going to be a tipping point where they've moved the line so far that a generation, two generations from now, I mean, you talk to kids in college now, they have no idea what will happen in the Vietnam War. Oh, yeah. Oh. They don't have a clue what that was about. Mm -hmm. They don't have any clue that those soldiers came home after being forced to go and fight in a war, being spit on and hated by their nation. They don't understand that. Yeah. And that's something that we should never have forgot. Yeah. Um. We have kids and they're being born now that have no clue what life was like before 9-11. Yep. And I'll be honest with you. I think the world was completely different then. I think it was oh, too. Before 9-11. Yep. I mean, the world we live in today is nearly incomparable. 9-11 was a catalyst. Yeah. For, Many for of the kids today in school don't even know what happened on 9-11. Mm. Remember the words? I, I watched interviews this last week of mm -hmm. kids that said that they shouldn't talk about Muslims being the ones that hijacked the aircraft because that's offensive to the Muslims. Remember the words, we will never forget? Yeah. yeah. How quickly we have forgotten. But it's not wrong to tell the truth. No. But it is wrong in the society today to tell the truth mm -hmm. if it's inconvenient mm. or goes against a narrative. Just because something is being told to us that it's wrong doesn't make it unrighteous. No, that's right. And sometimes the most right thing you can do is going to get you called out. It will. And it will get you persecuted. And it will get you canceled maybe and hated. Mm -hmm. But that's okay because we've been told that that's what we should expect. Mm -hmm. And so we it's time, I think, for the Christian body to begin to accept and expect some form of persecution. persecution. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we have to just um, accept that that'll be that way forever. No. You know, if we can choose to make choices mm -hmm. to, um, to change the narrative within our communities, you know, then that can end up growing into a counterculture like the counterculture that changed America, we right. could then possibly have a counterculture rise up to take the American morality back. Yeah, we have to support people that are doing that. I mean, we have got governors out there that are pushing already and doing those things. The governor of Florida is another one. We oh, have to support this. Thank man. God for Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And, and, you know, Governor Abbott does the same thing in Texas. Mm -hmm. We've got governors in Missouri and South Dakota. And these people need to be held up as leaders of this movement and they need to be supported yeah. mm -hmm. because they're fighting for that counterculture change that you're talking about. And mm -hmm. to me, they are true Americans. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have to, we have to acknowledge that they've been moving this line that we've been accepting. We have to acknowledge it first. You mm -hmm. can't change anything that's wrong unless you acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. So as a people, we have to acknowledge that this has happened and we've allowed it to happen Shame on us, right? We've been playing tug of war, and, and, but we haven't been pulling. Right, yeah. Right. And so we have to stop that. We, okay, the line may have moved to here, but we're done accepting it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, we're are going to either push the line back or we're going to go off and we're going to create our own subculture within the, in, within the society, which has happened multiple times in this country already. And we're going to build our own culture and our own economic system and our own own way of doing things. You know, we may have to start up 100,000 Christian schools so we can mm -hmm. regain control of our children's education outside of the system that's already in place. Yep. But we there's things that we may have to do that are going to be inconvenient, maybe costly. Maybe it's just going to be difficult choices about I have to spend more time waiting on my shipping than I would normally wait because I'm not going to buy from Amazon anymore. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I have to go to a different store. I can't go to Target or Walmart, whoever is the one that's causing these things, right? Mm -hmm. 
we have to get in this mindset that it's not about us. Mm-hmm. It's about our children. It's about our children's children. It's about their children. It's got to be a generational idea. And biblical thinking is generational. Abraham was promised, you know, a, the seeds more than, than the stars in the heavens. Right. But that wasn't going to happen, you know, in his lifetime. In his lifetime. Right. But he trusted that God had a plan. So the mm-hmm. things that we do today are either going to curse or bless our grandchildren. Yeah. And that's what we have to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be cursing our future generations or are we blessing them? Mm-hmm. And the blessing that we could give them today, the greatest blessing we could give is be willing to sacrifice something. Yeah. Be willing to stand up for what is right and be willing to sacrifice. And then that will be a blessing in the future. Mm-hmm. We may not, you're right, we may never get to uh, realize that blessing in our lifetime. But generations from now, they will look back, just like we look back at the greatest generation that went and saved the world during World War II. Exactly. We could be the next greatest generation if we would do this, because generations from now, they'll go, we were on the verge of losing everything that the nation was founded on. Yep. And people stopped and said, no more. Yep. And we regained who we were and we regained our dignity, our morality, and our faith in God because they stood up. Yeah. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Lord, if it is your will, may it be so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if we can get on our knees and if we can pray, he's promised. Doesn't matter if it looks like at the end of time or the end of the age or whatever you want to call it. If we get on our knees... And we pray he will hear us, mm-hmm. and he has promised us he will heal our land. As yes. dark as yeah. it looks, the end of the age is not set in stone yet. Mm-hmm. The 70th week of Daniel has not begun, which means the end is not for sure Exactly. at and this even moment. If, even if we are close, we need to keep... I mean, the whole reason Paul wrote to the uh, Thessalonians when they thought they were in the end times... And they stopped working, they sold everything, and they're just like, we're just going to wait it out. He had to write them and say, no, you have to keep working, you have to keep doing these things, and keep pressing forward. And, and right. create, recreating this culture is a good thing, because 100%. it'll help, if it is the end, mm-hmm. it'll help Christians to be strong exactly. and persevere, because Revelation says, those who persevere to the end will be saved. Yes, right. They will. Right, because right. when the pressure is on, what's really on the inside is what comes out. And we need to make sure that we are making that a strong foundation on the inside. So when the pressure does come on, because it's going to happen, that we're ready to stand against it. So either way, it works to our benefit. A hundred percent. Absolutely right. And, you know, one of the things that you can do is go to Revelation and read about those churches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Right. Ask yourself, what church do I belong to? Mm -hmm. Where Where does my church fit in this? Because there's a pretty short list of answers of which ones is the right one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's an evaluation I think everybody needs to be doing. That's good. Yeah. And I think if we can do that and we can figure out if our church is off track or where we've been going to church isn't really the right one, then you can go get yourself in the right place. You can get with a group of people that is going to be active and begin to stand up and help enact these changes that we've talked about, Mm -hmm. which is what we all should be inspired to do, I think. And pray that your church is not the church of Laodicea. (laughs) But you have to be honest. Be very brutally honest with yourself in this test. This is is the test. Mm -hmm. If if there's a test in the Christian faith on this planet, this is the test. And and don't just look at your church, um, your personal local church. Look at the church regionally, the church as a nation of America, the church as the world, you know, um, and see, is there separation? Is there a difference between my church and the American church in general that we, um, that we are exposed to? Mm-hmm. Is there a difference between America's church and the church in China or the church in India or the church in Iran? Um, you know, ask yourselves those questions. Mm-hmm. Right. And if grandma was a wonderful, great Christian and you're going to grandma's church and she's been gone a while, 
you need to ask yourself, is Grandma's Church still Grandma's Church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good or question. Or has it changed? Good. Yep. So I think there's a good. this is a good time for examination for all of us. Mm-hmm. It is. All right, guys, I think we're coming close to the end of our time here. You got anything else that you want to pop off before we pop off? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we're good. All right. Good. All right. Well, this has been a Veritas Resurgence broadcast, and today on The Voice Calling in the Wilderness, we've been talking to Aiden and Brian and Grant, and we've been talking about the world and the, the line in the sand that is the difference between freedom of choice and just compliance to everything you're told to do. So if you enjoyed the show, I would love for you to take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at vrbroadcast.org where you can find more teaching and ask questions of the show and our guests. Also find us on Facebook at A Voice Calling in the Wilderness. And do us a favor, recommend this podcast to your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day. Mm-hmm.